Hello there, you're listening to episode 7 of the Because I'm Carlos podcast. This time around, I think I'm going to tackle a little bit of a different topic. I wanted to touch on something else that had... It sort of plays into the theme that I've done the last couple of episodes, but I really don't want to go back to the wealth trust. I want to make it more of a kind of an open discussion, just talking in general terms about one of the things that I was thinking about based on a couple of things that have come up recently in terms of the content space. And really what it's going to come down into is kind of the future of how sponsorships are going to look like, how different uh, kinds of content providers are going to be monetizing their stuff. It's more, it's less of a... Um, it's less of a criticism or a critique and more just kind of an open discussion as well as kind of uh, thinking out loud some of the things that I think are going to become more prevalent as we go along. It's something that I had kind of anticipated and I kind of wanted to see how long it would take for us to get there. And I think we're, we're starting to move in that direction. And I'll kind of give you the example that I want to give you. So the key one that we're going to use as kind of our case study this time around is going to be uh, the collectible. It's going to be collect the collectible app, the fractional ownership uh, platform, and it's going to be less about collectible itself because you can decide whether you think collectible is worthwhile. You can decide whether you think fractional ownership, that whole model is worthwhile. And we've definitely had a lot of discussions on the channel and in the live stream and things like that about it. And that's going to be ongoing because it is kind of something that continues because Rally's got its thing. Otis has got its thing. There's a lot of different platforms out there. But what I'm looking at right now is the kind of the maturity of the advertising side of the model. It's certainly not mature, but we're in the process of it maturing. And that's really the piece that I want to kind of focus on here, because it is something that I think as consumers of content, we're going to have to be more vigilant and cognizant of, because now as the market starts moving in that direction and things, the advertising does start to mature, we are definitely going to start seeing that more of that down the road. So specifically when it comes to collectible, what I'm focusing my attention on is something that I had already observed starting to happen, but it's something that is now started to expand and it's something that I expect to continue forward in the future. And other platforms, I think, will take similar approaches. Now, one of the podcasts that I do listen to on a pretty regular basis is the Lucas Tigers and Bronze podcast. And they do a variety of different, uh, they do basically a daily podcast where they talk about different sports card related topics. And over time, they've built up a following fairly quickly. And as such, they were able to develop a variety of sponsors. Now, really quick, before I go any further into that, I want to make something abundantly clear. I don't think there's any issue with having a sponsor for uh, for content because if any of you follow any other genres in youtube or in podcasts or anything you know that's pretty standard operating procedure in a lot of other genres i watch a lot of tech youtube uh, and as far as that's concerned, almost every episode, especially for the bigger ones, is pretty much always sponsored. You know, this episode is brought to you by Intel or this episode is brought to you by Skillshare or, you know, those are some common ones that you're going to see all the time. Skillshare is one that's definitely making the rounds and does a lot of, and sponsors a lot of YouTube channels and a lot of YouTube videos. So that's pretty standard. And I think for most people, as long as it's clearly disclosed, I don't think there's much of an issue with that. And it is a great alternative to uh, monetizing every single video because in reality, YouTube in the grand scheme of things doesn't offer much in terms of real payment for the uh, for the creator. You can generate thousands, hundreds of thousands or millions of views for YouTube and get a couple of cents for your trouble. So in reality, one single paid sponsored video could certainly do more than 100 regular videos in some cases, or at least a dozen or several dozen. So I can't blame a YouTube creator for looking at that as a possibility, especially if it gives you the opportunity to have a video, make it, and then be able to offer it to your audience without having to monetize it. Now, of course, you could double dip, but it's that's a bit of a jerk move, but it's one of those things you could do. But otherwise, if you use the sponsorship as an opportunity, and as long as it's clearly disclosed and it's very obvious that it's an ad, you know, I don't really see much of an issue. I've definitely seen a lot of YouTubers that I watch who do a very good job integrating it into their video in kind of a fun way and try to make it enjoyable for everybody. And I think that's perfectly fine. And in the 
sports card space, I expect that to be part and parcel of what we're going to see more and more of going forward because it's logical. It, it falls under every other genre as well. So it's not, not like sports card YouTube is going to be exempt from this. Uh, an example that is already out there is Sports Card Investor is sponsored by eBay. So they've got their eBay ad off the top of almost every episode and things like that. And my slabs has started to do that a little bit as well. And I've definitely noticed them on some YouTube channels. So it is going to become more and more prevalent. Focusing in on the collectible example. So Lucas Tigers and Bronze has, you know, uh, a collectible show that they started to do. And this is the key separator that I want to give. In the examples that I gave, it's like this episode is sponsored by blah, blah, blah. Well, Collectible has started to move into the side of uh, the advertising thing that I expected was going to become more the norm going forward in that the arrangement includes having a dedicated piece of content uh, integrated into the space where, in, in their case, they basically dedicate a, a single episode per week that is basically the Collectible-sponsored episode where they focus in on fractional shares and talk about different opportunities and quote-unquote things related to that fractional space. So it's basically an, a sponsored piece of content, not unlike old school, you know, old timey television where this show basically exists or this particular episode in this case, it basically exists as a vehicle to kind of indirectly advertise the platform, which again, makes a lot of sense. And you can imagine that being the case. It's something that I, I'd imagine a lot of other different platforms would be looking at as well. I wouldn't be shocked if down the road you start seeing episodes of different podcasts and different YouTube channels that are sponsored by Alt or sponsored by PWCC or maybe other ones that get sponsored by eBay and not just Sports Card Investor. Uh, in the same vein, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze, at the beginning of all their regular episodes, uh, they're sponsored by HGA as well. So it's one of those things where, again, the sponsorship models are starting to mature. You're starting to see more of them, and I'd expect that to continue. Where Collectibles interesting, though, is in the Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze example, they have a weekly episode dedicated to it on their own podcast feed. So it's already integrated into their existing podcast feed, and it's just a dedicated episode that is explicitly about that topic, the fractional ownership specifically. Now, that in itself, again, going back to what I said a little bit earlier, is not a problem because it is very clearly disclosed. Like, it's abundantly clear what it is. Like, you, you just, you know, you go into it with eyes wide open as a consumer. You understand that, hey, they're doing a sponsored episode and, you know, take it with a grain of salt, whatever's said in there. It may interest you. It may not interest you. It is what it is. But uh, kind of what precipitated me having this discussion a little bit today is that Collectibles also started to pursue another avenue. And uh, the most, the first episode played just this past weekend, and that was on the Collectible YouTube channel. They got the host of Sports Card Live to come on and is now going to be doing a, you know, a show on their YouTube channel that is basically just a continuation of their own interview format, uh, or at least it looks like so far from the first episode. We'll see what it looks like going forward, but it's going to be a dedicated program on their YouTube channel that is going to be a piece of content. So it's bringing in a content creator to produce a show for them on their own platform. And that is what I think we're going to start seeing more of going forward. It would not shock me if that became a more regular occurrence. Collectible is probably the first one out of the gate to really kind of think through that and take advantage of it. But I could imagine something like a golden auctions, you know, maybe bringing in a couple of content creators or bringing in a content creator to make a show for them or PWCC. PWCC already kind of with Sports Card Live unofficially. I don't think it's a I don't think it's a direct sponsorship, but it's something where unofficially they have the watch party. The PWCC certainly, you know, helps promote it. So it's one of those things where I could see more of those platforms down the road, you know, incorporating more of that. And Golden Auctions has their own auctions where people have started to do their own watch parties for it. Imagine if they in the same vein, they say, hey, can we sponsor you to do the watch party? And we'll kind of direct traffic towards you. 
or take the next logical step and do the same thing that Collectible did and be like, hey, we've got a YouTube channel. We want to make more content for it. Can you come on and do a show for us, you know, previewing some of the auction um, items that are coming up on the most recent auctions, some of the new stuff. Some of the stuff that Golden does today, where he showcases some pieces inside of his Instagram, could become put over into the YouTube channel where they could talk about, hey, these are some of the key lots and these are some of the big things that are coming up in the latest auction. Again, it's just an extension of the whole idea of advertising. It's just another avenue in which to take on it. Now, that in and of itself, again, is not a problem because if you're going to, if you're looking at a, uh, you know, an auction preview on the Golden Auctions YouTube channel, well, then you know what you're getting. You know, it's it's about, it, you don't even have to go out of your way to disclose it. It's pretty abundantly obvious what this is. You're looking at the YouTube channel for the auction and they're talking about auction items. It's a promotional piece. You could just treat it as a glorified commercial. That's that's basically what it is. Same thing with this one with the collectible show that they're doing. But where it get, becomes a little bit interesting. And so far, you know, literally this is brand new stuff for, for a lot of these guys. So it's not really a big issue right now, but it's something that as the consumers, we need, are gonna need to be vigilant of as this becomes more commonplace is that for content creators that also produce their own stuff separate from the sponsored stuff, it's gonna become then incumbent upon us to be a lot very careful in understanding those relationships so that when it comes time to them producing their own content that may in some way pertain to the platform, can they give us you know, an unvarnished opinion? And that's always, in you know, taking back to the tech YouTube space, that's always kind of an area, a gray area that you have to be careful of. If you receive uh, a sponsored video, to basically uh, showcase a product. Is it a strictly, you know, product showcase piece where you don't render an opinion, you just talk about the features, you just talk about this, that, or the other thing, or is it a case where you do a review? And if you do a review, is it a case where you're able to say everything that you think, or are there certain, you know, talking points that have to be included as part of the conversation? And with a lot of the tech YouTubers as part of that, you do need to disclose, hey, I received this, you know, for free, but I'm not being told what I can and cannot say. You know, my opinions are my own and this is what I think about it based on whatever. Little disclosures like that are part and parcel of the situation. Well, for sports card platforms, it's not gonna be dissimilar. If you're gonna do a show dedicated to that platform or dedicated to items that are on the platform or basically promoting items on that platform or creating a piece of content even just to direct traffic to the site, because it could be a case of you doing a show where you're not actually promoting the platform, but by simply producing a piece of content that makes people interested, you're driving traffic to the YouTube page, which in turn could drive traffic to the site. And that could be the value you're providing. Regardless, having the, having the association means that anytime that you're ever asked any questions or have anything related to that platform, then it becomes an interesting uh, situation of how do you respond to that? Do you say exactly what you think? You do have a pre you do have a business relationship with them. So do you kind of uh, skirt the issue? Do you avoid the issue entirely? Or do you just do you set up your content so you avoid discussing it entirely? It, using the uh, Lucas Tigers and Braun example, they've had the uh, HGA CEO on before and they've interviewed them, but at the same time, they are directly sponsored by it. But they do acknowledge that in the interview. So it's one of those things where it is disclosed, but at the same time then, are you able to, you know, ask questions fully and flesh it out? You can try to the best of your ability, but at the end of the day, you're still a sponsored uh, part of this. You know, is it a um, more of an advertising piece to bring them on and ask certain questions? Or is it a bit of, or is it trying to ascertain certain pieces of information? Because HGA is still a new player in the space. So you can ask a lot of very open-ended questions that allow them to kind of answer. And uh, it's, it's a very friendly environment, so to speak. But again, you are a sponsored uh, part of their, kind of part of their advertising and marketing. So are you able then to ask fully everything you need to ask? 
Now, like I said, one of the key things that you can do is that if you are in that space, and I think this will become something that more creators will have to face for themselves and ask themselves these questions and try to figure out what they need to do with themselves, is you can skirt the issue entirely. You can basically just, it's off limits. Uh, I've often joked on the live stream that, uh, that I'd happily sell out uh, just because it would, you know, it would entertain me. But I always, uh, but I, part of the joke that I always have with it is that if I ever did, then part of my goal would be to make it so blatantly obvious that, uh, you know, to the point, maybe I would just deck myself out in the swag. So the whole time, so it's like, you know, tongue in cheek, wink, you know, you, you need to understand that you need to take whatever I'm going to say about this with a grain of salt, because I have a business relationship with this, you know, with this platform or with this product or with this company or whatever the case may be. And as long as it's abundantly clear and we're all going into this with eyes wide open, I never think that that particular part is going to be an issue. It's only when it's a little bit ambiguous or when it's left a little bit open or maybe you do something for that platform over there, but then on your own show, it's never ever clear that you have any relationship to it. But then you start answering questions about, you know, that particular item as if you had no other link to it. And that hasn't happened up until this point, to my knowledge, but it is something that we'll need to kind of keep an eye on as consumers of this various content, as this type of marketing becomes more prevalent and more commonplace. As I said, I wouldn't be, I would be shocked if down the road, Golden doesn't have maybe some content providers come in and provide some additional stuff for their YouTube channel. That would be a very logical way for them to drive additional traffic to it and allow them to promote their product a little bit more. And you know, it would just make logical sense. Again, collectible is already kind of at the forefront of this. My slabs has started to do a lot of that as well. So a lot of these platforms could very well down the road, become a lot more aggressive in the space in terms of going from simply having a little ad placement here and there to be to actually having content created for them original content, which helps drives traffic to their respective platforms. But as consumers, we need to do our diligence to make sure that we understand what these relationships are. And if they're fully disclosed, well, then great. Then we understand what we're going, we're getting into. But if it's not fully disclosed, then we do need to question like, okay, so what is the nature of your relationship with it? Are you even able to speak on it? Because maybe the best way to avoid it as a content creator is just to kind of, it's off limits. That particular topic, I can't talk about it because I have a relationship with them and I have a built-in bias and I'm acknowledging that up front. And if that's the case, to be honest, that's a very valid answer. And if that's the case, well, then you're good to go. You know, you just kind of stay out of it entirely and you let other people who are a little bit more open and free to discuss it, you let them debate and discuss it and you just stay out of that side of it and then just continue creating whatever content or videos that are part of the contract that you're working under. But it is something that those particular, that that particular new show and also the, like I said, the Lucas Tigers and Bronze one that had been gone going for a while and had, you know, the last couple of weeks and maybe the last month or two, they started having that dedicated show as well on their own feed. Two different avenues, similar kind of idea, standalone specific content that is tailored to a certain sponsor, which again, inherently nothing wrong with, but it is an interesting evolution in the marketing in the space which is something that I was waiting on to see when it would start really coming into uh, into vogue. And I think now we're there. And I think down the road now, we're going to start seeing more of that. And as we do, as consumers, we're going to have to get a lot more sophisticated in how we assess uh, how much validity or how much weight we put the opinions of a lot of these content providers when they do have a financial incentive to speak, obviously, highly of the product. It doesn't mean that they're not going to say, you know, they're going to completely avoid criticism with it, but at the same time, they could certainly just avoid talking about it in anything but a positive light. And that's something we need to discern as we, uh, 
as we go along our journey and follow the different kind of content providers that we enjoy following. So that'll be it for today. Just kind of a couple of thoughts that I had, something that I was percolating on a little bit this long weekend as I started thinking about, like I said, once I saw that new show, I was kind of curious about it and I was kind of thinking through the implications if more of those types of shows are created down the road. And it is something that I am thinking about consistently as we go further along. And it is something that I'd be very interested to see what that ends up looking like in the landscape as we start getting more, I think, of these, uh, you know, creator driven shows uh, for a lot of these platforms as, you know, the advertising and marketing budgets start directing themselves into the influencer space a lot more. So I expect to see that sports cards are a little bit late to the party on that. But it is something that I think uh, becomes important as it becomes a lot more prevalent in the space. So from my perspective, that's it. Uh, I'd be curious if you have any thoughts or comments related to that. Uh, this will be on the audio version on Anchor as always. Uh, I don't think you have any way of putting any comments in there, but if you do check it out in the YouTube version, I'd love to know if you have any thoughts or comments on it. Include that in the comment section. If you do have the YouTube section on it, it is the Because I'm Carlos YouTube channel. If you do check this one out, uh, I'd love if you liked the video, if you enjoyed it. Uh, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Thanks very much, and we'll catch you in the next one.